Hey, this is Robert Mitchell, and this is episode 19 of High Tide in the Dreamtime. And today's episode is a unique episode in that I have been a bit naughty and I've kind of stopped writing essays on my uh, web page, um, goingquantum.org. And I've just been doing podcasts lately because it's kind of easier. It's sort of, it's more spontaneous and uh, doesn't require the same kind of discipline that writing does. So today I wrote an essay called Psychedelics in Slow Motion. And it's on my, on my, it's on my page, it's on goingquantum.org. But I'm going to talk about the same things that I wrote about today. You can check it out there if you want to read it. It's more detailed and more concise. Now, the inspiration for this podcast and for that essay was I once read this wonderful book called Zig Zag Zen, which is the accounts of all these American Buddhist teachers, basically every major American Buddhist teacher who documented that their initiation into their spiritual search, almost without exception, all of them, was with psychedelics. And the theme in the, in the story was basically that, in, in, the, in the book, was that, you know, they, everyone got started with psychedelics, and then at a certain point, many of them moved on to meditation. And that's how they became meditation teachers. And the great quote from the book, and I, I can never recall who said it. And whenever I look in the book to see who said it, I can never find it. So I'm wondering if someone actually said it or if I said it. But I'm totally willing to uh, entertain the possibility that I, I borrowed this from somebody and it wasn't me. But the quote was, Psychod- it was meditation is psychedelics in slow motion. And the correspondence and the paralleling between meditation practice and the psychedelic experience it is closer than anyone may think. Or if you have thought about it or haven't thought about it, basically both meditation and psychedelics do the same thing to your brain. And if you look at the MRI of a brain of a monk who's been meditating for 40 years in the Tibetan lineage. They've actually done this. This is something that's happened. If you look at the MRI of a monk's brain who has a 40-year meditation practice in deep meditation, and you look at the brain of of somebody who's having a profound psychedelic experience, they look the same. They're active in the same places. They are quiet in the same places. And one of the things that 
psychedelics do that are surprising when you look at brain activity is it's completely counterintuitive. You think a psychedelic brain, a brain under the influence of a classical psychedelic like LSD or psilocybin or DMT, you think that that's a super busy brain because that's what you imagine. But actually, a psychedelic brain is a very quiet brain. The usual passageways in that brain shut down. The usual parts of the brain where one's identity and one's history and one's self-concept reside get shut down. That is the signature of the psychedelic experience. And when I talk about psychedelic experiences, I'm not talking about uh, going to Burning Man and running around on, you know, a couple grams of mushrooms or taking LSD. What I'm talking about is lying down, covering your eyes, putting headphones over your ears and listening to classical music and then seeing what your internal experience is like. And so whenever somebody wants to talk to me about using psychedelics, when they want to consult about it, my first question is always, do you meditate? Do you have a meditative practice? And whether they do or they don't, it is always my desire that they dedicate themselves to a meditative practice because nothing will ground their, their psychedelic experience in their daily lives like having a daily meditation practice. And as this episode is called Meditation in Slow Mo, Psychedelics in Slow Motion, it's really about that meditation and psychedelics do the exact same thing to your consciousness. And psychedelics are often a, you know, there's an onslaught with psychedelics where the psychedelic experience overtakes and, and, it overtakes your usual experience and tends to dominate it. And that can be a really healing experience because people can be stuck in their dominant experience and they may have been stuck in their dominant experience for their entire life. So having a psychedelic override that experience can be a really refreshing experience. It can allow a person to experience their consciousness and parts of their consciousness in a way they never have before. And it gives them access to parts of their consciousness that they may never have had access to before. Because the usual mind stuff, the usual concerns, the usual stimulations, the usual conditioning gets removed. And once this gets swept away, you're left with the prima materia of your consciousness. You're left with what isn't conditioned, with what precedes your history. And you're left with the foundation of your existence. Now, meditation does the exact same thing on purpose. So... 
the sort of meditation that I work with people with is it's a meditation of awareness. And, you know, meditation, mindfulness and all that sort of stuff, it's in the culture now where people are aware of what they're doing and not what they're thinking and all that sort of stuff. But that is really a McDonaldization of what meditation really is. Because what meditation is, is it's quieting the mind so that our normal habits, as I spoke about with the psychedelics, are not able to dominate how our consciousness functions. So if you take your breath and you move it through your body and you become aware of the habitual ways that you hold your body, which are how you know yourself, and you allow your breath to move into what are seemingly static structures and realize that they're flexible and open and that how you hold yourself is your ego structure. If you're patient with that process, you begin to return to a more original state based solely on the origins of your physicality which means that you become informed by the intelligence that shaped your body as it is. That, and that intelligence isn't so concerned with what you think of yourself or how you feel about the experiences that you've had or how you've reacted to your environment. It's made a statement by making your physical structure like it is in its original form, just like that intelligence made a statement when it made a redwood tree about the intention and the purpose of that redwood tree. I know this sounds sort of um, abstract, but with both psychedelics and meditation, what you're doing is deconditioning yourself and you're using your brain and your, the way your brain functions to do it. But they are the exact same process. So one of the things that I've really had a problem with, with people who work with psychedelics or with communities that work with psychedelics is that they fetishize the psychedelics. And they say, oh, it's the ayahuasca, mother ayahuasca, or it's, you know, the mushroom, or it's, you know, LSD or DMT or whatever it is, 5-MeO-DMT. But all of these things are simply catalysts that allow you to experience your consciousness in a way that you usually don't. And it's important not to lose sight of the fact that in these experiences of renewal in both psychedelic use and meditation, what you're experiencing is your consciousness at deeper primordial layers. And the amazing thing about meditation is if you are determined, it will work in the same way that psychedelics do. And you will be able to sort of 
one is able to kind of shed their conditioning and experience themselves in what can only be described as a primordial state, as a function of the intelligence that created them. And then what you also experience is you also experience the purpose for the experiences that you've had. It restructures your history in the way that you understand that these experiences had a purpose that reminded you of that you are you rather than you are being formed by these experiences. Psychedelics work the exact same way. They take you back to the awareness that what's primary is consciousness. Your consciousness is not shaped by your experiences. Your experiences are shaped by your consciousness. And when this that flips made, then we're no longer as conditioned as we have been before the experience. And where psychedelics can be more challenging um, and be a little bit more unpredictable, even though there's a lot of risk that can be managed in psychedelic experience, in preparation, in relationship with the person that you're working with, in your own awareness of what it is that you're trying to engage in the experience. Meditation is something that you can do at your own pace. And the only thing that determines the depths you can go to is your own determination. Anybody can meditate. It's simple. It's simple, but it's not easy. Psychedelics are a little easier. You just got to take something and have an experience. And that it's, it can be passive in ways. And that's why a lot of those uh, American Buddhist teachers began with psychedelics. Because it shows a passageway. It shows a doorway. And you can go through the doorway at your own pace using meditation. And I once had a meditation teacher of mine uh, who was interested in my use of psychedelics. He was not anti it. He was a Tibetan Buddhist. No, I'm sorry. He was a Zen teacher. And he was also a psychologist. And I think he had his own experience with, he was sort of, of the generation that the book spoke about. And he said to me once, he said, psychedelics can be, can be a door into an experience that you might not access any other way, but multiple uses of psychedelics. If you tend to rely on psychedelics for that experience, it can become a revolving door. And I think that that's true. I think that people who use psychedelics multiple times, if you don't process what you learn, if you don't metabolize what you learn during those experiences and then you just have another one the next weekend and another one the next weekend and another one the next weekend, 
you get, begin to get the same information. Like you don't get new information, you get the same information because the part of your consciousness that provides these experiences are like, well, you're not getting this. Why do you keep doing this? Well, here it is, I keep showing it to you again. And that's where meditation comes in. Meditation is a way to metabolize these experiences and it's a process of exploration that, you, that is kind of endless. You can get into realms that are non-personal. You can get into realms that are pure intelligence. You can get into realms that are beyond physical reality meditating. And you know, not a lot of people do that. But it is possible. And what I would always suggest to people that I work with is that they take their meditation seriously because nothing says to the part of yourself that is revealed during a psychedelic experience that you're serious about integrating that experience like a daily meditation practice does. And if you are interested in psychedelics, you know, and there's more and more interest in it because of the studies and, and the efficacy of it. It is a wonderful tool. But if you don't have a meditation practice, it's kind of like having a canoe and not having a paddle. So I don't want to um, pontificate too much about meditation, but I just want, if people are interested in psychedelics, for them to know that there's no better way to embody their psychedelic experiences than a daily meditation practice, which engages the brain and the body and the sense of identity in the exact same way that psychedelics does. But you can't get up from your psychedelic experience and go to the market or look after your kids or do work. But you can do it after meditating. And it is a manageable consciousness tool that can benefit absolutely anybody. So I just wanted to put that out there and get people inspired about thinking about these things because I feel like they're really important if people are whatever suffering people are engaged with whether it's depression or anxiety or addiction or OCD or they can't sleep Anything that is a result of consciousness and not experiencing one's consciousness in a way that is comfortable, these are tools that can help one get aligned. However, there is no greater tool than meditation. And to put psychedelics ahead of that in the culture is putting the cart a little bit ahead of the horse. So I hope this has been an inspiring talk. I hope this has gotten people um, 
fired up if they have a meditation practice about really committing to it with determination and seriousness and excitement and enthusiasm because in both psychedelics and in, and meditation the most powerful predictor of successful outcomes is enthusiasm i think it's probably true of anything um i would say that entheos you know people call uh psychedelics entheogens and enthus and enthusiasm have the same root entheo which means to be filled with god and if these experiences can be approached with that kind of enthusiasm they can absolutely transform someone's consciousness um anyone's consciousness and they go together like peanut butter and jelly and there really is no substitute for a consistent strong determined meditation practice for transforming one's consciousness and one's brain now i think i've said this maybe i haven't but if you take an mri of somebody's brain i can't remember if it's an mri or a cat scan it's one of those imaging techniques they've proven this that if you take an image of someone's brain who doesn't meditate and they meditate daily for 6 to 8 weeks they are going to develop matter in their prefrontal cortex which is where all their executive decision making processes happen you can actually measure that they grow matter in the most in useful part of their brain in the brain that's the most it's the best real estate in the brain and meditation is the best way to create that so i want to encourage anyone out there who's curious or anyone out there who started or anyone out there who's lapsed to embrace the benefits of meditating and it, that's especially for the people who are interested in psychedelics because all of the great gains are going to be made afterwards while meditating all right i hope people found this useful and they got enthusiastic about their meditation practice i look forward to talking to you guys next time have a great weekend i will speak with you soon and you can check me out at www.goingquantum.org and listen to me here at high tide in the dream time i will speak to you soon bye